Hello and welcome to Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast, episode 49. We're your host, Sam, along with my stepbrother, Travis. Um, we got weird stories to talk about this week, Travis. We got uh, some things that we didn't really foresee happening as far as the Celtics go, and we're seeing things that maybe we didn't foresee Boston side of things, but we got exciting playoff hockey on the way, some NF- NFL headlines. Um, yeah, we're going to cover it all right now. So first off, Jeff, how was your week? Um, anything you're excited to talk about right away? Week's been good. Weather's actually feeling warm today and tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful. I'm going to go hiking this weekend, so that's pretty exciting. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm excited for playoff hockey. I feel like I've, I think we've always talked and now we're episode 49 and I've not watched a lot of hockey. I'll be very frank with you. But now we're at the point where it's like, all right, we're playing Washington, Bruins versus Chara again. Like it's exciting. They're, they're actually playing pretty well, so. Couple different strategies last night. We saw Capitals starters playing, and we saw like the Providence Bruins playing. So, so I was wondering, and there were I was listening to the radio today, and they were saying um, why that was the case because I think a lot of like Capitals fans were like up in arms, like why are you playing all these regulars when you're like you should give these guys a rest. And what rent free? No, what happened was apparently, and I didn't know this in the NHL. I mean, you think about the NHL salary cap. I guess, like, they had enough bankable days. So, like, if you don't use X amount of cap space, it, like, prorates over the course of the calendar days, I, I guess. So, like, the Bruins had enough space where they could conceivably just basically call up 12 guys from Providence and pay them for the day and play, whereas the Capitals didn't have that. So, like, they had to play their regulars. So it was, like, the guy, the cab guy for the Bruins, I think they have some nerdy guy who just does that cap stuff. That's where he earned his money yesterday. That's <laughs> awesome. I didn't know that. Um, well, so I'll, I'll tell you what, Sway, Swayman played really well. I know he got the loss, but he kept him in um, it, man. He kept him in it with a team that's obviously not the team that we're going to be seeing. Um, I mean, let's get let's be real. They played Washington a bazillion times this year, so there's probably like, all right, we need a little break. So take advantage of that cap space. Um, I don't know if you call it a loophole, if that's what you would call it. But uh, it was funny to go on Bleacher Report and see the roster of um, 100 names on it. Well, I was like, <laughs> yeah, who wasn't playing? I was like, oh, Jesus. It's like zero minutes, zero minutes, zero minutes. Uh, Taylor Hall, man, he's been playing well. Um, had a he's big been one playing fantastic. The Islanders there, a couple, couple goals. Um, let's get into that in a second. Uh, because we were just on the uh, topic of the Capitals, did you – by any chance, catch the Capitals-Rangers game after the whole Tom Wilson incident? Yeah. That Crazy. reminded me back in the day of, like, some of our youth games in, like, Rochester or whatever, where you just have – I mean, they literally had six people in their box at one time, 100 penalty minutes, cumulative, the first period. And, oh, to beat that – to top the, all that storyline of, like – I mean, that was your, your old-school – all right, we all know we're fighting at the puck drop. Um, and I think the NHL, I'd be interested, we don't have to go into depth, but it is interesting to me. It's like, at least suspend the guy for like this yeah, something. series. Yeah. Well, that's um, the other thing. Like, he's going to be on such a short leash. If I'm if I'm anyone in the room, like Marshawn, I'm egging that guy on every goddamn oh, shift to like make him just no. do one thing. Even if it's a minor, like a yeah. cross-check a guy across the chest you do something like cross check a guy from behind like something as simple as that i feel with wilson like yeah we're not taking a chance he's out for a game yeah i i uh so i do want to cover oshi's storyline scoring hat trick yeah uh, first game back since his father passed super emotional uh you know just a good heartfelt storyline within all of that madness um i will say like i said a little bit of the old school fighting i wonder as a coach are you just like pre-game you know your guys are fighting are you going in there being like hey win win your fight because <laughs> like, you know they're going to go crazy and if if anything they're probably saying there there are a lot of ex all these coaches a lot of ex-players they know the writ- unwritten rules they know what's going to happen um I was, I was curious if he had to say, or maybe he just didn't even have to say anything at all because he knew what he was going to get. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I've always wondered how that works, too, from a coach's perspective. Like, right before the game, like, all right, 
This line's starting. You know why you're starting. <laughs> Fuck drop. Get ready for it. Wow, what a what a moment. Um, I will, how about the I mean the Rangers had a week too, man. Jesus cleared um, house, fired the head coach. Dolan like, woke up a uh pretty pretty he has he must have been having a bad day. Yeah. It's He's cleared house. They uh it's I mean they have a lot of young talent too. So like I mean that it's not unreasonable. I mean they were obviously they what finished six or seven points back of the field. Mm. Um, but I mean, for a little while, they had a decent chance and they were making a run. They just didn't have enough season left to get up to where they needed to get to. Um, yeah. What do you think? Okay. Think real quick, thinking about the Rangers on the whole, I doubt, I mean, I, again, have not watched much hockey, but what do you think of Lafreniere's rookie season? Cause I don't think, I mean, it wasn't anything right at home though. It wasn't. It was around this kid. And obviously it's only his first year in the league. It's a shorter year, but. Right. You know, yeah. It's definitely a situational thing too. You're only as good as the situation that you're entering, and not to say the Rangers have been bad, but I don't know. They just haven't. Like, think about a lot of the top picks. So you can go through like the Sabers, where they've sort of become like Edmonton the last few years, where top picks sort of go to to die for at least a few years, and um as good as someone is like Jack Eichel, like I don't think he's got in the love that that he definitely could have. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you wonder if he could be somewhere else. How many, how many draft picks have we seen? Not at that level, but like, I think of a guy like Dougie Hamilton, where it's like, it took a couple teams to find the right situation. Um, or, you know, Tyler Sagan, who's great player for Bruins, just for whatever reason, I don't know if the Bruins were like in like a limbo period where his talent really wasn't coming out as much as it was, or maybe it was just, you could attribute it to him being young, but he went out to, uh, Dallas and just started crushing it. So I don't know. Um, not to say, I'm not saying they should trade Lafreniere because obviously there's so much potential in that yeah it was just i mean it wasn't really like there were some highlights here and there but nothing like some some form of number one picks it really the fact that i have to rack my brain to to think of something it just will go show you you know it's not like it's not like turning on uh or just opening bleacher report anytime you see i or uh mcdavid does something like i go out of my way to open my phone and see that notification He's he's ridiculous. He really is. Um, I'm just so. I mean, I'm excited for games that not that not all these games are meaningful, but I'm so excited for just a different level of intensity. Um, and then I'm so excited to figure out how these teams are going to play each other. One, because we're not sure what the hell is happening with health and uh, safety protocols with the Canadian mm-hmm. teams and how that's going to work out. I hope it's not like a huge delay while we're waiting for quarantine because that just kills momentum. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see some crossover games at the end there. Um, but I'm just I'm so excited between that and NBA and how the NBA has been winding up for as a Celtics fan recently, which we'll get to. Um, it's just nice to see at least have a team that you're rooting for in contention, about to play some meaningful games. Um, I know uh, technically the Celtics are in contention, but we'll get to that. You can loosely, um, you shouldn't, you can say in contention in air quotes. I know. So let's go to the Bruins again. So we just mentioned, Hey, they had that uh, little loophole there as far as bringing up a bunch of players play that last game. It was like equivalent of NBA players sitting out a night to rest. Um, what do we think going into the series? I know we've had some dialogue you know, text-wise, back and forth about the the whole goalie situation. So here's the here's what's been happening is so we call up Swayman, who's been playing really well in Providence when Rask and Halak were out, comes in, fills in maybe sooner than they expected, right? And so he starts playing really, really well, and he hasn't had really a game. I know he's had a few losses, but he hasn't had a game where he's gotten lit up. He hasn't had like his Subban. Rookie, rookie moment where you know four goals on like five shots yeah. um and he's I, I 
correct me if I'm wrong. I'll, I'll leave this in your court to, to take over, but I'm like, he's kind of putting him in a tough situation because of how well he's playing, which is a great problem to have. But all in all, it's like Rask is your guy. He's the experience. Um, and I, I have full confidence in him. But when you got the hot hand, how many times have we seen in the NHL, especially for major sports where goalie gets hot, you make a deep, deep run. We saw it with, um, remember with uh, the Penguins. Mm-hmm. And Murray, uh, Murray came in. I, I can't remember. See, that was a situation where Flurry got hurt. Right. And then, then Flurry ended up coming back. They kind of had two number ones there. And this, they were talking about this today on Sports Radio. And I think it's a unique situation when you think about Tuca's admittedly in his own right this isn't like it's like someone reporting this like tuca has said you know my body i don't know when my body's been right mentally i've just kind of grind through it and uh that's the situation so it's a back issue with tuca which mm-hmm. again that's huge for a goalie um i mean he's looked some i mean he's made some some good saves recently when he's played but he's also looked a little bit slow to react to some of these things and not as tight as he normally is um i don't know tuca has such a long fucking track record of like like, he didn't lose the St. Louis series for them. That's clear. No. But, like, there are some playoffs where it's been like, all right, uh, Tuca was not up to snuff. So, now we're in a situation where Hawk's not the guy to be that backup and come in if, if Tuca's out, like last year. Um, you know, think about this situation last year. This was a situation last year and Tuca left the bubble. I think everyone would be pumped as a Bruins fan saying, fuck it, Swayman's and this is great, but – it was Hawk last year, and I think a lot of people are like, shit, we're, I don't know what's going to happen here. He played decently, but um, this year, so much different. Right now, Swayman's played, what, 10 games? If he, if he played the requisite, because he's 7-3, and three, I think. If he played the requisite amount of games to qualify for this, like, the statistical leader, leaders of the league, he would lead the league in goals against average and save percentage. He's already got two shutouts. Mind you, there's one game against the Rangers where he faced 15 shots, but still counts on the – Scoreboard he does. Um, so it is, it's, it's a good problem to have in the sense that if Tuca's your guy, which obviously he's earned that right to be that number one guy, but if he falters, if, you know, the Bruins come out of the gate and they lose some heartbreakers and they're down 0-2, I think Swayman goes in and it's his, his net to lose at that point, in my opinion. Um, so you or, think Rask, like, because I agree with you, a healthy Rask with experience – more times than not, especially in meaningful play, we've seen him play really, really well. Has he had some moments? Sure. But when someone's playing meaningful games, as many as these guys have had, like you're going to, you're bound to have some games, right? Yeah. So are you thinking two games, not that we're planning for the worst, um, but are you thinking two games is like, Hey, that's it. Do you think it's sooner because you know, you have a really hot hand in the back. Or do you think it just depends on, hey, what that – I don't know, what that first game might look like. If you get blown up, mm-hmm. giving up some easy ones you shouldn't have, is that decision a lot easier? Um, or if it's like two heartbreaking close ones, OT, something going on, um, are you really – are you second-guessing yourself on that? Yeah, Bruce Cassidy is definitely a tough situation there. I mean, ultimately, I think – you're not going to put the kid in where it's a must win game. So it's not, you know, three, two series, three, one series, three, zero. Like at that point, I mean, if it's three, Oh, you're going to put him in because what the hell do you have to lose? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a three, one series and then, you know, it's, it's a, it's a make or break. I don't think they'll put him in because it's a lot of pressure. And the kid yeah, really, yeah. I don't know if you watched him like play, like, and really look at him, like his demeanor out there, like some of these stressful moments, he's just smiling. Like he's a young kid. That's like not, not too big or the moment is not too big for his personality, which is huge. Um, so it, it's exciting. I think we always talked about like, there's a swimming kid, you main kid, like tearing up in college and like now he's in the pros and he's doing pretty well. Um, I think one other way that you would see swimming right off the jump is, is if I don't think the full schedule has been announced. I think what game one is on Saturday, I believe at yeah, what, 715, I think, but I don't know that the, the rest of the schedule has been announced. Yeah. Now, if they have a back-to-back somehow, which I don't think they will this year, um, I think that was more because of the bubble. If there's a back-to-back somehow, then I then I think you would see swimming because I don't think too, too good. I feel like it's like on the Kemba Walker plan, like 
he wouldn't be, I don't think he'd be able to go back to back with his body mm. right now. Um, but again, the way I look at this series too, and like we're talking about the goalies, the Capitals are super banged up, man. Like, yeah. you know, Carlson's been banged up. Backstrom's been banged up. Vechkin, I don't think has played in the last, what, 10 games or something. Um, Oshie's been banged up. Uh, Char is old as shit. I mean, I think the Bruins, honestly, I think the Bruins are probably going to roll out a fourth line that has more speed than grit. Um, just really attack, you know, the bigger defense that they have. Um, and Kuznetsov, I mean, he's still in the COVID protocol, so who knows where he is by Saturday. So, I mean, it's, it's a different series with, with those guys being banged up. Um, and the Bruins right now, knock on wood, like are fortunate to go in the playoffs pretty much fully healthy. They're not missing anyone who's a regular in their lineup, which is typically unheard of for the Bruins. Um, so you got to have some confidence in that department. But it's going to be a great freaking product, man. Like it's going to be a physical, gritty, playoff hockey type series, which I don't know if I'm excited about because, again – you got to get through it to get on to the next round and hopefully you're healthy for the next round. But like, I don't know. What's your prediction if you were to make one, just thinking about these teams. Based on how the Bruins have been playing and based on the production they've been getting from like hall, you know, from uh, more than the first. So the, if, if we were still seeing what we did the first half of the year, where it was all first line defense was banged up. Obviously, goaltender is what we were just talking about in questions. But if that were the case, I'd be less confident. I really do think they've got them, man. They've been playing so well recently. Guys who need to be putting points in are, are feeling confident going into this. I mean, you got Pasternak, who's healthy. You got you got Marshawn, who's ready to go right at Tom. Like, I, I, just, I just think they've got this series. The matchup um, is good for them. I don't know if I can predict – the amount of games or anything like that. I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that or not. I think I need to think about, think about it a little bit more. Um, but everything's leaning. I think it comes down to the, when you don't have Ovechkin on the ice or a healthy Ovechkin and you got a team that's banged up like the Caps are, um, that's going to play into the hands of the Bruins. So I'm going to push on the, I'm going to say, oh man, this is tough. Maybe six games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Bruins in five or six. The, yeah. The Bruins, obviously, we want them to win at all costs. But, like, I don't think with, well, like I said, how physical this series is bound to be, I don't think they can afford to go seven. Mm. Especially if, on the other end, it's not like if you're obviously, I think personally, skill-wise, I'd rather face the Islanders. It feels like you've kind of figured them out a little bit. Um, the Islanders had their number to be in the season. I think they were, like, 0-3 to start the year against New York. Sure. Um, Pittsburgh is probably one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now. So I think you would rather play the Islanders, but like, regardless, you don't want to go seven against the Capitals, knowing how physically grueling the series is going to be, and then have to go out and play a team like those two. So they need to get through it quick and make light work of this team. And hopefully they can, um, but we'll see. And the biggest thing, like the Capitals goaltending is not good. It's not Mm -hmm. consistent. It's pretty spotty. I would say spotty at best. Um, so that gives you a little bit more feeling of uh, some, some positive vibes going for the Bruins. And I'm always a, so I'm always uh, going to root for players who haven't had like great players who haven't had any opportunity or deep opportunity in the postseason. So I think that has to be a real motivating factor for someone like Hall, who's like, hey, we got a chance here. <laughs> uh, I had to suffer in Buffalo, I had to suffer in Jersey, I had to do all this stuff. Now he's got a team where they can make, if, if they get the right, right matchups, they get the, the goals, the points starting to flow. I think they got a really good chance of going deep. So um, that's always a motivating factor for a player who's never sort of had that. So, um, just wait and see, I guess. We'll just count it down here uh, to the first game. Puck drops Saturday. Is that what we said? Saturday, 7.15. Cool. Eastern Standard Time, so 4.15 for you. Yeah, perfect time. Um, Sometimes I feel go... like there has to be inconvenient. Uh, like you need to get home at an early time to see this game. Like weekdays are, but like I'll tell you what, man. It always outweighs it by the end of it. 
because you can watch a full baseball game, you can watch a full football game, whatever it is, and you're done at like <laughs> you're done you're done at like eight at the latest. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a nice feeling. I can. Um, all right, let's uh, switch gears a little bit of uh, change of tone here with the Celtics because I have no idea what to think. You think things have gotten worse? It gets worse from that point. Uh, we've seen Jalen's out now for the year. We're seeing Jason Tatum be a phenomenal player, but slow starter. I think that's what we can chalk it up to. And it's just not fun watching basketball games that you're down by 20 to 15 the entire game. And I just don't, I, I don't see, I want you to talk me off the ledge here. Cause I think we've had this, Celtics decision in the past overreaction we got a couple games left here right we're now in the playing games we have a chance to get back to six but based on the last two games what has shown me that they are gonna just flip the switch and be like you know what we don't want to be that so let's get into the playoffs like this um Short of, short of Evan Fournier suddenly becoming a thirty-point like scorer consistently mm-hmm. every game, and Tatum deciding like, you know what, I could probably just be aggressive for forty-eight minutes and like, maybe just drop forty-five to fifty whenever I want to, um, not just against the Timberwolves. I just, I mean, come on. I mean, Brooklyn, it's like road musical chairs with what stars out tonight with, with those big three. <laughs> But, like, come playoff time, if all those guys are playing, fucking see them, man. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, we stopped yeah. Kyrie, but Harden and Durant had a combined 80. So, well, shit. So, it's like, you I mean, of, I think I saw Harden's back for the Harden's game, back right? tonight. Irving's out. Irving got hurt. Yeah. I don't think they've all played a game together. I don't think, that, and I could be wrong. Maybe they've played one game together, but I do not believe they have. They have been together. Maybe the first game? But no, actually, it wasn't even because I think Urban was out with his personal reasons at that point. They actually, they absolutely have been together, but it's two or three games, games, maybe. Yeah, three maybe at the most. Oh God, it's like, what would you rather like? Now put it this way: the Celtics, mathematically speaking, have a chance to get to six. They need to win the next three games, mind you. They're they're playing Cleveland tonight, but they're also without Kemba, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams. So, uh, again, <coughs> Jason Tatum. Yeah, Tatum and Fournier need to score a lot of goddamn points. Um, and then they need to win their next two. And then New York needs to lose the next three of their own just to get to six. Would you rather play Milwaukee or Brooklyn? Do you see um, Oladipo's out for Heat? Dude, that's another situation where, like, you think that guy's going to get another ex- expensive contract, even though he's going to hold out hope that, like, I'm worth this money? It's like, dude, you, your knee's fucked. Because that's your knee, right? Oh. Or it's like your tendon around your knee? Um, I didn't see what the uh, actual – I just saw surgery. Did, what I think was it's it? – so what did he rupture? He ruptured his patellar tendon, right? Which is oh, yeah, yeah. But this might be your – I think this was a quad tendon. Which is it makes sense because it's, it's definitely related, attached, right? Yeah, it's definitely related. It's tendon that we're yeah. talking. Correct. Um, it just—it's probably a ton of stress if you had injury going on there, body compensating. I mean, that's that's the name of the game right there. It's quad dominance. You're jumping, you're landing constantly. So it makes sense that hey, part part in the patella was was um, not able to do as much as it usually can do or the body is protecting it meaning other areas you're trying to work and so um but yeah it's probably a whole lot going on there um so that's happening uh yeah so what is so real quickly go let's go through the all the way down through the playoff uh playing games so from one down the playing games right now just real quick off the top of our head it's 76ers yeah, it's Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Atlanta versus the Heat right now. Like Atlanta's four, but they're all kind of tied. Like that could flip in the next three games here. Um, the Knicks are six. First off, I feel like Nick fan, 
Knicks have just been holding their breath the entire year. I feel like everybody, because no one is willing to talk about them. Oh, there's the cat. <laughs> That's what I was arguing with a second ago. He's up top. He's literally just hanging out up here, just like slowly trying to inch out. Ready to jump. Um, so we got the Knicks, who, if they weren't the Knicks, I'd kind of be like, hey, that's a good story. It's fun. But they're the Knicks. So, like, I kind Knicks, of I think, they... are going to be good going forward, though, man. Like, this is open. I think – and when they say marquee free agents, I'm not. it's not going to be like – No. It's not going to be the big – but it'll be like like a DeRozan. I could see DeRozan saying I'm going to the Knicks. Um, even sure. Kyle Lowry. You could see Kyle Lowry saying, you know what, let's both go back. And I don't think they have the amount of salary cap space to sign both those guys, nor would that be a good yeah. financial Yeah, that's kind of crazy, huh? That seems yeah. like it's the end of Toronto as we've come to know it. Um, oh, a thousand for a while. percent. See, Occam's not the guy to win them another championship. But um, them and then right. playing games, playing games. So we got Celtics seven. Celtics seven, Hornets eight. Um, I think I'd have to look at it. I think Washington's nine or Indy's nine or ten. So like Washington, Washington I think it's nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think there's some, the last games they got, I think they play each other actually. Potentially. No. I know the Celtics play the Knicks one more time. So that's another big one. We're like, you got to hold. I don't know who the Knicks are. And the Knicks don't have an easy schedule. They lost no. versus the Lakers, which helped them. Um, and that was the Lakers without LeBron or AD, um, which was hilarious. Did you see all that Spike Lee taunting by those two? No. Yeah, they were both just like, like he's just standing there like in shock and they're just doing their thing. But like, it's like, you guys are ridiculous. Just go fucking go back to the locker room, you two. Um, so, who the hell do the Knicks play with? But, yeah, so, if it starts today, the Celtics basically, for those who don't know the play-in real quick, Celtics need to beat the Hornets. They automatically become the seventh seed. The Hornets would then play the winner of the 9-10. If the Celtics lose, Hornets become the seventh seed. The Celtics need to win versus either Washington or Annapolis to play on the eighth seed. Let me ask you this. First round, because – that's all we can think about right now. It's not like if you win this round, you get to this Come round. on, baby. First round. First round. Would you rather play Philly, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee? And think about mathematically speaking, just Philly's like it's if we think of these teams, Philly's like a 10% chance. Brooklyn's like probably a 60% chance. And then Milwaukee is maybe a well, actually, no, sorry, opposite. You have a bunch better chance of playing Philly because I totally could see them losing the Hornets and somehow being the eighth seed. Milwaukee getting the sixth seed playing Milwaukee in the three seed is, I mean, that to me is more far fetched. Sure. But I would rather play Milwaukee personally. Like, that's a team I think you can beat. I'd rather play Milwaukee, but just based on like the chance of playing them, it doesn't seem like it's likely. Um, so we're, we're thinking it's probably going to be between Nets or 76ers, huh? I would think. Yeah, I think so. I think well, it would I guess be great if, you, if, if you want like a, you know, flip the coin chance, you got to pick the Nets just because of health. Yeah. Like you, you, you do risk betting all – you go all in and you do get three healthy star players that cream you in four games. The way I look at this too – I would rather have the Celtics just get in the playoffs some fucking way. Cause like Neesmith is clearly going to play a lot of minutes. And I think he's figured out a lot of stuff in this year, That's true. Whether, whether they end up trading him for something or whether he becomes a solid part of the rotation, he's figuring some things out. I hope Pritchard gets a lot of minutes. Like you're not winning a freaking championship this year. So if you get in, play those young guys, get them some quality playoff experience, like know what they need to get ready for next year. Um, short of that, Fucking lose both games and get in the lottery somehow. You're not going to go anywhere in the lottery, but at least you're like you're at 14 instead of 17. Yeah, and why not 14th pick again for the third straight year? See what happens. We will hold the next year talks. I'm not ready to do that. I'm done with the next um, year talks. I me too. Way done with that. Way before the show um, even started. I'm, I was kind of done with it, and uh, let's just let's just kind of be spect. Let's let's watch this. And take it in and see what happens. Uh, I don't want to predict the Celtics anymore because it'll be nice because you know we'll stress the hell out about the Bruins. And let's go to the other side, the West, my side of the world, to talk about a team that I think the NBA 
really could use in the playoffs, whether they go far or not. I want to see Steph Curry play more postseason basketball because, gosh, he's been fun since we've been talking last. Um, they had another pretty crazy one last night. I think Steph only had one three-pointer, but still one. I think I saw a notification saying he was getting, like, quadruple teamed. He was. Um, yeah. It just – I've never seen a team that, like, just goes completely with Steph – like one player as soon as Steph Curry hits that shot you like know it's the shot that's heating him up the whole team is different and I know people don't like him for his like cockiness and his dancing dancing antics at the ends of shots or quarters or things like that but it's like I don't know he's doing something we've never seen and I don't think we will see it I don't think anybody I think who said it, Dame Lillard, was it him or somebody else who said like, nobody can be like Steph. He's a one-off. You can learn to shoot from deep. You can get consistent from deep, but you will never get to that level. It's unreal. Think about like what, and obviously it's so much hard work on his part, but like dude is like what the seventh pick after like, who went before him? Rubio, Johnny Flynn. Remember Johnny Flynn? Like, (laughs) the Timberwolves passed on the dude twice. And mind you, he played at Davidson. Like, no one knew he'd become this. But it is like, like you said, he's a joy to watch. He looked like he was an eighth grader. Well, that's the other thing, too. But, like, he's, what, 32 now? So, like, you got to – his game is one that will age well because he shoots the ball like no one else. But right. what he does now where he runs around a bunch of screens, like that won't age well necessarily. Um, and looking at like well, let me well, let me look up first. Who is the nine ten seed? Because I personally think like realistically the most realistic path right now is the Lakers versus Warriors for a seven eight game. And then well, obviously similar Celtics, whoever loses that game needs to play the, the nine ten game. Um, let me look that up real quick. Isn't that the strangest thing to think about? Lakers, Golden State, playing game, Suns, locked in, baby. Locked Suns in. Jazz. Suns and Jazz, top two seeds. Um, 9-10 are the Grizzlies and the Spurs. I think the Warriors can beat either of those teams if they just so yeah. happen to lose to the Lakers. So, if LeBron – when he comes back, I know he just said today, actually, before we recorded that he's not playing tonight. Him and AD are both out tonight. Even though there was some speculation, I think. Um, AD seems like he's breaking down a little bit. It seems like he's he's trying to get – like, I think he's he can definitely get back to full health, but I think him pushing to try to get out on the court um, is just breaking down some other areas – but I think the biggest the biggest thing for them is can LeBron come back? If LeBron is healthy, they're fine. Well, fine in the sense that they'll get in the playoffs, but not fine in the sense they're gonna go deep. You say AD that equally as but I've watched LeBron enough to see him if he's healthy again to see him do it, like put the team on the back. Get him deep, at least to the point where you're getting to the, the West Finals, the championship, where you do need AD, where I don't think LeBron could do it himself. That's different. But at yeah, least but... in that intern time, a couple series, I think LeBron could win that by himself. Potentially. Agreed. The West is so deep this year, that's crazy. Yeah. Like We're talking about the Lakers being the seventh seed because two guys went out and like the teams are just better than them. You know, I mean, playoffs will be fun. Regard, like even the Eastern play- playoffs, those are gonna be fun. And like you said, the pressure's off as us being Celtics fans because we know they're not <laughs> going anywhere. And if they pleasantly surprise us and make it to like an Eastern Conference final, they're not gonna win. But it's again more experience. Great. So it's exciting. It's exciting nonetheless. I mean, I don't one thing a regular season for basketball and like. Two more days. So we got Saturday's last day, maybe something like that. I think yeah, it's yeah. Saturday. I think they're all like, I think all the games are between like, a, I think Shams tweeted that they're all like a 12 15 or 3 15 window. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, it's just gonna be wait and see fun. I love this time, this time of year, not in like the May sense, but as far as whenever we're transitioning into NBA and NFL playoffs, it's just a cool time of year in that sporting season. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to watch all of them, all the games, everything on TV. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's change it up a little bit. Do I want to go, where do I want to go? I want to go to, um, the NFL real quick. So Patriots, we don't really have much more to report than the draft day, all that stuff going now. It's just got to wait and see what we get for <laughs> return on, on, uh, investment, I guess, but they're, I think due to report Friday. So we'll see some news start to come out. Is it mini camps? Yeah, it's 14th to the 16th is the rookie mini camp. And yeah. I think the proper mini camp, I think, coincides with that. I could be wrong. Yeah. So we'll get a lot more answers going to some questions that we have. Mac Jones will be um, rocking number 54 probably. <laughs> that prototypical number, you know? Um, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping health is great. You know, that's always the biggest thing uh, in these types of like first day back scenarios around the league. Uh, so health is a big thing. Everyone hopefully still showing up in shape, start off a good season. Uh, just some big, well, <laughs> it's as big as you, I guess you want to make it. Uh, headlines in the league. We're saying hello to Tim Tebow. Um, who yes. knew, right? Uh, apparently Urban Meyer because he's a competitive competitive maniac, uh, out of the words of Meyer. Uh, what, what are you thinking about this? Because I know the the response around the league has been interesting. And here's the thing. It is not Tebow's fault. Tebow is taking advantage of an opportunity that's presenting itself. Uh, if you're going to – if teams want to be mad and take it out on somebody, Tebow's not your guy. Um Tebow's just going to be Tim Tebow. He's going to show up. He's going to be weirdly motivating at all times. He'll sleep with his eyes open, um, watching his alarm clock until it goes off at 3.30 a.m. to report to the field. <laughs> and the rest of the team is going to walk out there as he's doing his route running routes that we've never seen him catch a ball. Um and I could see this one two ways. I could see a New England Patriots scenario. <laughs> hey, thanks for a couple of preseason games. Keep other people healthy. We'll see you later. Yep. But honestly, I think he's here for the long haul. I think Irvin Meyer is going to keep him. Um, or you don't do this deal overall. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. I agree. I mean, I didn't even think about the, the New England Patriots way. But I think he's here for the long haul, too. I mean, I couldn't name another tight end on – the Jaguars roster. Did you? I can barely name you two players on the team, and that's because I know two players who got drafted in the first round. <laughs> I know LaVisca Chenault from, from Colorado last year because I was hoping the Patriots drafted him. He's nasty. Um, yeah, that's about it. Maybe DJ Chark. No, DJ Chark because he's always good fantasy wide receiver. Um, and did they sign – what's his name there? Marvin Jones? Marvin Jones. I think they did. But – I agree. I think he's here for the long haul, too. I think, I think I texted you, and it's like, just trying to set that culture. And and I think... What did I say? Yeah, you, what did I say? Yeah, you made some Florida jokes um, with some of those players. But I think in the sense that it's more the, yeah, the dudes out there, like, running naked miles at 2 a.m. on the field, like, getting ready for practice where everyone's even awake because he lives and breathes football, even though he retired from football temporarily and played baseball for three years. It, it, you know, so like almost made it, almost made it to the show, it. almost made that it. Damn COVID. Annual, annual spring training attraction. Um, so I think he's, I think he's here for the long haul. What is he, 33 now? But I mean, obviously, he's playing great shape still. Um, he clearly loves Jesus, so that's he's got God on his side. So things are gonna go well for him, I think. If anything, he's bringing the media. Obviously, they had Trevor Lawrence, so yes, they're gonna be keeping eyes out, but he's bringing the media. To Jacksonville. I always just think of the SNL sketch where it's or him, London. Like, him praying, like where Tim Tebow is praying before the game for the playoff game, and like 
I think it was Jason Sudeikis playing Jesus or something. He's like, all right, Tim, you're doing too much, Tim. Take it easy. Take it easy, man. Like, ah, so good. But yeah, I am a, I hope it's not gimmicky. That's the biggest thing. I'm just on a sideshow. We all know, like, the Jaguars are going to be once watch TV because I saw this out today. If Trevor Lawrence loses his first game, it'll be the first regulation game he's lost in his entire life. That is fucking insane. And he's going to lose a lot of them in Jacksonville, so he better get used to it. But right. crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right, here's another NFL headline, Travis. The Bucks coming up to old New England mm-hmm. to play the Patriots at the old stomping ground. Okay, I'm setting the setting for you, all right? I wish no injury on anybody. But the Bucks coming in. They take the lead early. They start getting it commanding. Cam Newton rolls out to the left, going out of bounds. Boom! Takes a Drew Bledsoe hit on the sidelines. I don't know where this game's happening. So I hope it's not super late in the year. I hope it's like one of the first. I think it's, I think they, they've said it. Here comes be- old Mac Jones trotting on the field. Yep. Come back. And they're not going to win by a touchdown. They're going to win by him coming just far enough to give the kicker a chance to win the game for him, like the old Super Bowl days. That would just be. I'll do you one better. Cam Newton doesn't roll out of the pocket, doesn't recognize that there's three guys coming after him that aren't blocked, takes a three step drop. And gets hit by all three of them, and he hurts something. High ankle sprain. He's out for eight games. It's Call like that. the uh, – um, oh, shoot. What's the uh, the Adam Sandler convict movie football? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, longest longest yard. yard. Yeah. Where He's he gets, like, flipped it. up and hit by, like, six different people in midair. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Here's the thing. I hope – hey, again, I, we always premise this. I know we talk about this. I really don't wish injury on Cam Newton whatsoever. Um, Just wish he plays so poorly that Bill Belichick has no other choice <laughs> but to put the other guy in. <laughs> yeah. and earlier rather than later. Oh, man. I know. That's just – this is last year talking. We're getting it out before the new year. Um, you watch the highlights and try not to talk like this. Um, if you're listening along, hating what we're saying. But, uh, yeah, so Bucks coming up to New England. I think the rest of the – Ross or the rest of the schedules out tonight. Yeah, I think it's already been leaked that the, the Tampa's week four, like the last week in September, they're oh, going to Foxborough. So early right. on, I think many people thought it was going to be later in the year. But mm. what's another fun fact, and I was reading this today, if if it is week four, Brady needs like like eleven hundred yards and change to pass Drew Brees as like hold the number one spot for all time passing yards in NFL history, and no one's going to catch him after that because Brees retired. So, like, it's setting up, hypothetically speaking. If hey, hey, real right. quick. I get what you're saying, but as I, I think I said this before. Breeze gives all the Brett Farr vibes. So, I, but, but it's still ahead. setting up nicely that he could hypothetically break that record again in Foxborough against his old team, which I think would just be fun. Just be fun, fun little storyline. <laughs> um, who, who do you think would be – it would definitely be Bill, right? That's – Got a that'd be more important game to him. I would agree. I mean, Tom Brady has nothing more to prove. He won a Super Bowl. He just won a Super Bowl. Like first year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tom Brady probably wants to go and beat him forty-two to nothing. But like Bill, I think more much more pride is on the line for Bill. And this is why we talk about the Cam Newton hate. But like, there's only so many more games I can go where Jim Nance announces and the game's on and. He was in on Cam Newton, putting his hands together, praying up to the Lord, and then throwing a five-yard out right at someone's ankles and going three now. It's like the first, what is it, the Family Guy episode with the Mets opening day? Yeah, and and... The there's the season. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I so I'm gonna I'm gonna bottle up inside until the first game, until I see until the first like preseason game. I'll put it that way. That's a good place to put until it. I can see that's like, oh, okay, maybe last year was COVID and injury and this and that, uh, learning, um, you know, bumps in the learning or whatever it is. I'm gonna chalk it up. First couple games of preseason, you only got a few of them. Um, is gonna tell me, 
because what previous preseason is going to tell me is my kin, our quarterback, throw football. Mm-hmm. So that meme mentality that he posts about. Yeah, man. My head versus my arm. Who's going to win today? Won't be my arm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Come <laughs> on, Mac. Show up ready, baby. Show up with that. The other caveat to that, show up ready. And if he is the better quarterback in training camp, Bill Belichick, just say, Cam, I gave you the chance. It's not you, man. Photographic memory, man. Show me you know the playbook in three weeks. I think he'll know the playbook. I'm not worried about that. Clearly, he's nothing but study, so that's exciting. Well, so – I was going to go to the MLB and talk about because, uh, hey, Yankees are playing the way they should be uh, at this point, which is good to see. Giancarlo is oh, – don't call me Mike Stanton. He is just uh, outrageous right now. Um, Albert Pujols, that situation was interesting. Like, let, yeah. let's, be, let's be real. He was really just playing now to get numbers, uh, home run numbers, things like that. And I, and I know they made this whole they, – they released all of this information or, like, leaked information. Who knows if it's true or not that there was, like, hey, some back and forth between Pujols and Madden and there was feelings hurt. And one minute he was told he was starting. Next minute he was told he's not going to be playing the rest of the year. I, I get it from Pujols' side. That's a super emotional side of things, especially when you're basically being told you're going to re- be – retiring because no one else is going to pick him up i can't i i don't imagine um on the other end dude this is mike trout time right now you have the greatest baseball player in the league maybe at the end of it all arguably ever and he's what 31 our age 30 31 yeah probably something like that yeah i mean it was crazy to think that he was ben pujos's uh teammate since 2012 that's wild to me to think right yeah Uh, because i remember like yesterday when he climbed up the wall that was the first time i ever saw him he made that ridiculous grab and i'm like holy smokes and then he just became the greatest player every year um all of your decisions have to be based on that if you have a guy in there that's like oh a feel-good story you don't get to do the jeter uh you know, ballpark tour that the Yankees did with, you know, Jeter's last year, as good of a cool moment, I guess, at the end of the, the, the year that was, it was a hard year to watch as a Yankee fan, but they didn't have Mike Trout on their team. They had some great players. So if your whole soul thing isn't based on him and Otani and making it to deep into the playoffs, then, so I, I, you know, I can see both sides. I go with the execs, um, you know, I see what they're trying to do. Hey, if you got some holes to fill, you can open up some room, go for it. Because at this point, it's not the right team or situation to be chasing down home run records. I could name one other player in the Angels roster, so besides those two. But yeah, hopefully they do something nice because they never win. Trout puts up numbers, but they never win. Um, but yeah, I was going to mention we're seeing crazy amounts of no hitters. It's continuing the trend in baseball where pitchers are miles ahead of hitters right now and hitters only chance. Hey, they're phenomenal hitters, but their biggest chances are just launch angle. And so we're not going to see much of the exciting sort of um, pitch by pitch situational things come into play. It's really like, Hey, we got base runners on. Okay. We hit a home run and we don't. So uh, pitchers are dominating. I think it's four no hitters. Should should include or should think of Bumgarner's seven inning no hitter too as a potential five. Uh, I know it doesn't count in the books, but it is in the season. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, maybe for better for, or for worse. Uh, that's just how it is right now. I still love baseball, but uh, it does suck to not get to see. A single hit. Yeah. Yeah. Game goes by quick, too. that's for sure. Hey, we got something. I know it was like the sixth inning yesterday, the Yankees game. I'm like, I, I like this. 
Mm-hmm. It's like only it's like five thirty. Okay, we can do this. Um, all right, let's let's kind of move away from that. Anything you want to talk about? Anything you've uh, noticed outside of the major sports and even following um, in other sports or entertainment or whatever it is? Not really. No, been too hyper focused on wedding planning and. Occasionally watching the Bruins, Celtics. Like we said, I, I don't really care about watching anymore. Oh, oh they're still losing. Um, but yeah, it's that's it's, I got nothing else. Just I'm excited for the NHL playoffs this year. It'll be fun. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I can't think of much. Oh, I think I saw. I'm not sure it's official. Not that I'm a huge like fighting boxing guy to begin with. I can't. I don't think I've ever gotten pay per view fight. I've always watched the Twitter knockout um illegal clip on till it gets taken down uh i think i saw tyson fury and uh anthony joshua so they they set that up so it's an actual boxing match so it's not a youtube boxing match or um but this is boxing i i blame boxing because they 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 put off these big top fights like this tyson this should have happened years ago Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. I'm so they tiptoe, 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 and then we have to watch freaking 50 year old Manny Pacquiao fight, you know, 40 whatever year old Mayweather. It's it's not close to their prime. They're still making money, but at what cost? So, you know, the YouTube stuff. If you're mad about it, it's boxing's fault. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, haven't really watched. I honestly haven't had much time. It's really been like. Not much sports time other than getting a little bit of the Yankees game last night. Um, but entertainment wise, it's been really on the back burner. So come on Friday, Netflix, drop something nice. Okay, let's wrap it up here. Uh, this is episode 49, making our way through this, that, and everything in sports this week. Um, until we talk 50, Travis, we're gonna be doing next show, we'll be. 50th episode um if you follow along this much thank you um until we talk again next week thank you for listening this is two brothers talking talking sports podcast uh we're signing off now